You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do And we've got an interesting discussion for you today. As you know, if you've been listening to our show, a lot of our ideas come from our classes or our behavior consultations or private training because we're interacting with dogs and their owners at those times. So we're going to pull another one out of our private training files. So stay tuned. We're going to take a break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco. Where the pets go. Petco. Where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals go to petcodeals.com that's petcodeals.com petco where the pets go i don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to angie's list first you'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you with angie's list i know who to call and i know the results will be fantastic angie's list that you can trust go to angieslist.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription that's angieslist.com forward slash best b-e-s-t this year americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping 36 billion on their pets from lighted leashes to high-end spa products the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Today, one of our interesting subjects, uh, trying to think how to classify it. It's been coming up more and more often. Yeah. It's yeah. becoming a bigger issue, getting more calls about it, having to talk about it more with people. Well, they're, what is this, probably the highest 
this year? Where who read that article? Of families moving in together? Yeah. Yeah. So basically what we want to talk about is adult children and or their families moving back in with mom and dad or combining families when both families coming together have dogs. Kate made a good point. It's hard enough sometimes for people to get along. And most of the time, they want to get along. There's a reason for people to get along, especially if families are being combined because of somebody's lost a home or the economics or somebody's lost a job. But the dogs don't always have any motivation to get along. They don't know what these changes are or why they happen. And you're always moving one into somebody else's territory. Yeah, that was some little tidbit on NPR about the same time that I've been answering some phone calls from people about it saying that uh, this is the largest, the greatest number of people moving back in. Oh, it was kids. Combining families. Okay. That was it. Children moving back home with their parents. In the last hundred years or something is the greatest number of it. And we had gotten so many calls on, hi, we've got two dogs that are fighting. Well, what's the background? Well, you know, my my daughter moved home. She brought her dog with her. And her dog is fighting with my dog. Okay. We do get also, though, adult siblings who move in together. Yeah. You know, so there's I think there's lots of combinations or we had one recently a couple divorced and the woman couldn't afford to live alone so she's had like three different roommates each with dogs and her dog is now pretty much a basket case. Yeah, because he's a small dog and the other dogs coming in were bigger dogs and they were coming into his home, his territory. And he was threatened. She was trying to be dog friendly. Yes. She's got a dog. She thought it was wonderful to have another Mm -hmm. roommate who had a dog too. And they would all play happily together in a field of daisies. Yeah. Yeah. Let's break it down a little bit. Let's talk about some of the issues involved. The first would be, are there or should there be any guidelines about the dog that comes with the adult? You know, what pairings can work or are not going to work? If... The dog that's already in the home, if they're not sociable, don't expect them to greet a new dog with open paws. Yeah. To mix my metaphors. But usually when this happens, for whatever reason, people are stressed out themselves. Oh, sure. Well, the kid is embarrassed, doesn't want to go back home to mom. I mean, you know, once an adult has been out on his or her own, it's it's kind of like a, a failure to admit that you can't support yourself. I mean, even if you lost your job and your house through really no fault of your own, a lot of good people lost jobs and homes in this economy. So you're going back home kind of with your tail tucked between your legs yourself. On the flip side, I think I just realized my I myself moved home to take care of my mother. Oh, well, that mm. too. See, I gave up the home that I had to go move in with her. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I had been living nearby enough to know her dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, knew that he was a little less... Um, (laughs) Did you bring a dog with you? I did. And? I did. And they both knew that they both had to behave. Mm -hmm. Because I took charge quite quickly. But I went in knowing that. Knowing that the other dog was not going to be happy. And uh, trying to make his life happy while also taking care of my mother and doing all this. The other... And it's turmoil. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my mother was in the position of having me come home to take care of her, which upset her, you know, and I wasn't in the happiest of places. So the emotions of the people mm-hmm. are going to impact the dogs, mm-hmm. the woman who was divorced. And I wonder if she, I don't remember, did she interview the roommates, potential roommates, dogs 
as well as she interviewed the roommates? Well, the first one, she was the one moving in with someone else. Ah, okay. The second time, she had moved out from there, and then someone moved in with her. I have no idea if she interviewed the dogs. But, you know, that's actually a good point. Yeah. That if you are a dog-friendly home and want roommates, is to talk to them and ask about the dog. Meet somewhere that's neutral territory. Bring the dogs... Kind of, I would personally, if it was me, I'd first want to see the dog without mine there, right? Just to see personality, you know, how's the dog, and then does it listen see. to the owner? Is, yeah, is, is there exactly. even a potential? Basically, yeah. you're interviewing the dog as yeah. well. Yeah, you know? I just think that maybe that's not being considered a lot. No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it's just assumed, oh, the dogs will get along, right? Uh-huh. And then, too, you know, the, the original dog, the dog at, at home, male or female. Mm-hmm. Neutered Spayed, or neutered. Yep. Vaccinations. If you're going to bring another dog into your home. Is uh, the original dog old, arthritic, and grumpy? And does mm-hmm. the kid have a puppy or vice versa? Do you have a 14-year-old dog that's yours at home and has a one-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to play together. No, no mm-hmm. they're not. No, I, I think it really needs to be looked at upon like adding a new dog to the family. Is this... Right. Even got the chance of working. At a time with a lot of other stuff going on. Right. We know well that two females will often squabble. That was probably the worst phone call where the two fairly large dogs, both female, one being brought home, the other one having been an established dog, and they were going to tear each other's throats out. And all we could tell them was management. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, for the rest of your time living together, it's is one out or is one in. You, yes. You can't make mistakes when they're that When they determined. want to kill each other, yeah. The stakes are too high. Yeah. And that's hard enough for the roommate remembering whether the dishes in the dishwasher are clean or dirty. <laughs> Forget whose right. dog is in or out. Yeah. So let's, and then you've got each other's friends coming over who may not know this. So they open the door and there's so much can go wrong. It's uh, it's like moving back in with your parents and bringing your child, too. Mm-hmm. What if they have different child-rearing techniques? Yes. Right. What are the household right. rules? You know, do, do mom and dad have cute, fuzzy little puppy poodle because they're retired and they want a little fluffy dog? And it's allowed on the couch. And it's allowed on the couch. And you've got a big, rowdy lab. You know, what are the rules? They may not want your lab on the couch. Or maybe you don't allow your dog on the furniture. And now mom and dad's dog is on the furniture and your dog goes, huh, hey. Which doesn't mean you can't have two sets of rules for different dogs. But they have to be uniformly enforced. Yeah, mom and dad can't let the dog up when you're around and then not let Mm -hmm. it up when you're not. Whatever. Yeah, It's okay. Some people will tell me that, but it's not fair to the other dog. I said that, you know, life is not fair. That's yeah, okay. You can exactly. have different sets of rules, but they yeah. must be consistent. So if we're looking at this, first of all, take a look at the dogs. Do they even have a chance of getting along? Yeah. Maybe start with a basic interview, an initial phone call or a meeting. What kind of dog do you have? How old is the dog? What kind of training you're has You're talking had? about roommates. Like roommates, yeah, at the very beginning. Well, even with families, too. You know, it should be... <clears throat> A discussion when we're talking about the fact that dogs are not people they are animals they will fight they can fight and they can hurt each other very very badly so i think at the very 
beginning of the discussion of a child going back home and they both have dogs, it ought to be discussed as if it were roommates. Mm -hmm. You know, how well socialized are the dogs? How much training have both dogs Mm -hmm. had? Can the dogs individually be controlled verbally and or with leash to manage them during the introduction in the first couple months? Is this even a possible scenario or... Does the kid that's coming home need to find a long-term foster home for the dog or place the dog? It'd be pretty traumatic to bring your dog home and then have the dogs get into fight and have one or both of them severely injured just because it was assumed that they would get along. I think that's what I kept coming back to that. They were so shocked, the people that I were talking to. They were so shocked that their dogs weren't just going to get along in one big happy family. Yeah, And, you know, the people had so many other things they were worried about that they really didn't cross their minds, frankly. But then, now, a couple of months later, it's quite tragic. Yeah. In one case, it was tragic. One dog did kill the other. Yeah. And that's a whole other family dynamic. Well, we so much make dogs a part of our family. We talk to them. We get them their vet care. We feed them the best food. We take them for walks. They're with us through good times and bad They are a part of our family, but we do forget sometimes that they are dogs and dogs are animals. And even domestic dogs aren't always very civilized. People aren't always very civilized. (laughs) And I don't know why we expect better from dogs. And sometimes dogs are better than people, but we'll leave that (laughs) to another podcast. But they are animals and they will react as animals and they can be... You know, they got those big canine teeth. They can be effective fighting machines, unfortunately. Okay, so say someone does need to combine households, and each household has a dog. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much agreed on basic rules. Uh, either the dogs can get on the furniture or they can't. We will have scheduled feeding times. We will not mm-hmm. leave food down all the time. Right. They will not beg from the table, whatever. Right. Then we need to find out if the dogs can get along. So, we'll just take them in the backyard and let all the leashes off and see what happens. No. We meet meet in neutral territory and we go for a walk. Oh, oh, okay. So, there is a way to do this. We don't don't even turn them loose at the park. We go for a walk. Let them walk side by side with their owners for a mile or two. And maybe sit down on a park bench and ask the dogs to lay down and stay with us and just behave themselves with each other. And get to know each other, not by interacting so much, but just being next to each other and being polite. There is a common trait, and I'm not sure how to describe it, but it's the... Well, okay, when I was doing the distractions the other day with the... Uh, it's an animatronic monkey head that I can control by remote control. <laughs> a and, head that looks way too yeah. real. <laughs> and, and it can screech and open its mouth and Blink laugh. its eyes. And- it's weird. So uh, we tell people it's going to be a distraction, and they're to walk their dog by. And more than half of the people that are not been through training, um, will walk and then stop and stare at their dog. <laughs> and I'll say, what you doing? Well, I want to see what he does. And I, I see that a lot when people are introducing dogs for the first time. They're they bring them up and they and stop stare. and they look. And so they're putting pressure on the dog and <laughs> telling their dog that they're uneasy and that they're expecting something to happen. And so the dog is very willing to cooperate and make something happen. And even if they're nice dogs, you can, you know, just, why not go ahead and be proactive, Mm -hmm. not be reactive. 
If you want your dog to interact with a monkey's head, you say, hey, what is that? Look at it. You step up. Or I threw treats at it. You threw treats at it. <laughs> right into the monkey's mouth. Yes, I did. Nice job. I put chill cookies on his lips. <laughs> so if you want to increase... So Cisco was going, uh, lick it. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying not make the monkey oh, not God. scream at that point. But if you want these two dogs to get along and live together, don't wait and see if there's a problem. First of all, set it up. And say, you are going to get along. I'm not going to give you any other chances right at the beginning. Set them up to succeed. We are going to go for a walk together. Yes. We're going to walk parallel. That doesn't mean bouncing off of each other's shoulders. Mm -hmm. Just walking in the same direction as a group under control. That sets the tone for so much of the rest of their relationship. And then you can sit down on a park bench and have the dogs lay down at your feet while you're talking. And they can behave themselves. I think that's another thing, though, that people people want their dogs to get along, so they want them Shovel. to play. Yeah. So play. Go play. 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 Yeah. Play. Push, play. push, push. Play. And dogs don't... And strange dogs don't greet each other that way. Strange dogs will be at a diagonal to each other and sniff the grass. They'll look at each other out of the corner of their eye while they're sniffing the grass. They're being studiously relaxed and calm and a dog who charges face to face with another dog while the owner is running behind going but he's friendly (laughs) is being rude and that will start a dog fight but yet so many owners push their dogs at each other so don't introduce them that way or the ones (laughs) or the ones that turn their butts around oh they pick the dog up and hold isn't this how they greet each other yeah Force yeah. their rear end to the other dog's face. Oh, Meanwhile, really? the one Especially the little dogs. Yeah. They pick, them, really? pick up that little dog and shove it in the big dog's face. But yeah. first. Yeah. And that Aye. they wonder why the little dog is so reactive and screams and hollers when a big dog approaches. Oh, yeah, let's make him really vulnerable. To sidetrack for a second, that whole idea of the dogs will play together. You know, dogs don't sit down and deal cards and play bridge together. When they play, they're bouncing off. It's a very physical... And so that takes a lot of trust. Mm -hmm. I'm watching our two adolescents play with each other. There's a lot of mouthing and play biting and And that didn't happen the first time they met. Oh, heavens They had to learn to trust each other and get to know each other first. Yes. That's what the walk does. And especially since there's such a size difference. Exactly. Cisco is not a big dog, but he's 50 pounds, and Quill is, what, 15? Yeah. So exactly. that's a big size difference. That takes a lot of trust for the two of them to um, to play and play rough without and then hurting play each over other. a toy or play yeah. over an object. So well, this is a fascinating subject. I hope you're following along with us. But uh, we need to take a break for our sponsors. So hold on, we'll be right back. Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. 
Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. All right, so we've talked about the adult child or roommate moving in with the dog. We've discussed the dogs to see if it looks like they have a potential for succeeding. We've introduced the dogs at a neutral territory, walking together, not forcing them to play. Now, what do we do when we bring the new dog home? You know, it, it's well, a lot like... But- Bringing in an adopted dog. Yeah, but I think one more, if we back up just a little bit, is if the two dogs get along for the first meeting, I would say if you can arrange a few more. Mm, sure. Beforehand, yes. so they're a little bit more comfortable with each other. Not right. just the one meeting. Go, oh, well, this, this was great. May not Moving be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if possible, a lot of times, you know. Yeah, if, if they're coming can, from a thousand miles away, they, they might not be able yeah, to. But, but yeah, but if the possibility's there. Sure, I yeah. Arrange a few more. Then the dogs are more comfortable with each other. Oh, it's so-and-so, yeah, I know yeah. you. Yeah, and yeah. make sure good things happen when they're together. So when A they're, walk is a good thing. Yeah. Extra special treats while you're on that walk is a good thing. Only, you know, the dog only gets Swiss cheese when his new buddy's there. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. For both of them. Yeah, right. for both of them. Having them both sit. Yay, you each get a piece of cheese. Yay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they learn how they're expected to behave around each other. And they look forward to meeting each other again. Right. Yeah. Good exactly. Points. 
So now we go into one dog's territory. And, you know, and this is true whether you're adopting an, an older dog. Sure. Right. Or an older dog with a family right. attached to it. Yeah. It's all about introducing the dogs properly. Mm-hmm. So you come in and guess who's on leash? Then, all the dogs. Oh, so, yeah. Yep. Even the resident dog. Yep. And they may be unleashed for a while. It, not just one evening, but maybe even a couple weeks, depending on how it goes. I would have crates for both, or at least rooms for both. The new dog especially needs to be able to be away in wherever his family's going to be living. You know, if it's the extra bedroom or the apartment over the garage or whatever, shut the door, make sure he has his own space there where the resident dog isn't coming. So the resident dog can also have some time out. Oh, Jesus, so stressful with that new dog here. Oh, he's away. Oh, good. No matter how much we love company and or family, it's still stressful. Yes, Mm -hmm. and even if they get along great, even if they both hit it off and go, Yay, I've been waiting for you. This has been so boring. I'm so happy you're here. They're still going to need time alone. Exactly. You know, we went to the zoo this week, and we kept laughing because we kept seeing crates. Yes. Oh, yeah. In the enclosures. It's probably the most I've ever... We haven't been to the zoo in years, but I had never seen so many crates. But it's such good dog training. And we kept poking each other going, crates are awful torture devices that just... (laughs) And we're watching these wild animals curl up in them. In their crates, yes. And see it as a place of refuge. Well, and then, should they need veterinary care or transport, they're comfortable in the crate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Give them their own space, their own den, their own cave, and let it be theirs. Yes. And that's for their downtime. And also while they're learning the rules of the new house. And while they're not being supervised. Yeah. You know, don't move the new dog in and then everybody go shopping. Go out to dinner. Or go out, to, go dinner. out to dinner. The dogs will be fine. Yeah. Put the, each dog in their crate or at the minimum, the new dog in his crate in the, the other room and the Shut door the closed. Door. Don't put him in his crate and leave him in the living room while the resident dog can pee on his crate or bark at him or growl at him or torment him or whatever. Put him in his crate away from the resident dog. And then also read their body language because they maybe after a while, it's all been fun and games, and they're like, oh, I just need to get away. And maybe one's getting stressed or something. Somebody asked me one time, can dogs get cranky tired? I said, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I see it in my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Walter oh, yeah. has a very short fuse for cranky tired. Mm-hmm. Well, Quill is quite obvious about it too because he runs 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 runs, and then he goes that's enough i'm done and crashes yeah yeah Yeah. he's done with but yeah yeah, just like kids dogs will do that too so respect Mm -hmm. it give them the rest so they can relax and increase the chances they're all going to get along now another problem that could pop up at this point in time is leg lifting marking yeah and that can happen both with the resident dog or the new dog and that's, I just went to someone today. Ah. So she had, a, she's gotten a new dog and it's not quite house trained yet. It's under six months of age and raised in a kennel. So um, she's still working on house training the female. In the meantime, her two older males have gotten into a leg lifting contest in the house. Uh. Oh no. So they're not actively fighting with each other, but they're doing it symbolically. 
And part of it is the piddle pads with a female and her smell of urine in the house. And so they're regressing. And I guess, you know, it's better that they do pee than that they fight with each other. But it's still no fun to clean up. No, no. It's not great at all. So amongst other things, I've really uh, ramped up the house training schedule for the little girl. So that there won't be piddle pads for her. There just won't be. There won't be that smell. She'll either go outside or she will go in a crate. Yes. One or the other. And I put uh, DAP collars on the boys. You want to explain DAP collars? DAP, D-A-P, dog appeasing pheromone. Basically, it's a synthetic oxytocin. And now oxytocin is in mother mammals' milk to make the baby feel wanted. You know, the world is a good place. And so what the collars do is they look like a flea collar. They look like the old-fashioned rubber flea collars, except they're a little bigger, heavier. And uh, the collars last a month at a time, and they secrete synthetic oxytocin. So if you have a fearful dog or a dog who's newly adopted and uneasy about where he is, the DAP collar helps make him feel more wanted. It's not usually a sole cure for anything, but it's a tool in the toolbox. I'm actually, she already had... But she hadn't tried it on the dogs yet. I think it's called Good Behavior Collar. Oh, so okay. So it's the oxytocin with lavender and chamomile as well. Oh, okay. Um, Add it sure. to it. Yes, hey. Whatever. Um, but the whole idea is to ease the stress. Right. Hormones can be very powerful. Yes, mm-hmm. it can. So obviously the two boys are competing with each other. I want to ease that stress in one way. And I've add some other things in there too, but that alone. Um, as soon as we put it on the one male, and the other three dogs came dancing around to see they're all toy poodles, so they're all you know, dancing. Um, they came running over and they they were all sniffing the collar. Oh, interesting. And I would say within just a few minutes, I saw them each take deep breaths and almost visibly relax. Now I don't expect to see that most of the time, but of course yeah. these four were very wound up. Yeah. Yeah, And so they all just kind of, could have been coincidence, I don't know. But um, we'll see how it works out for the next month. Yeah, the collars alone by themselves don't usually cause a cure for just about anything. But they are a good additive, a good, another tool. Another tool. Yeah. But one other thing we want to uh, let people know is that leg lifting isn't just a male behavior. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> Females can lift their leg too. If people didn't know my female, my palm, one of my palms was a female. You'd think she was a male, the way she can lift that leg. Well, it's uh, leg lifting is, we have to remind people sometimes it's not house training if it happens in the house, but even outside, leg lifting is not relieving a full bladder. Leg lifting is marking territory. It's how high up the tree can they pee. Mine is taller than yours. Yes. <laughs> or I can angle it so it shoots up higher. Uh-huh. Basically, leg lifting is telling the world, I'm here and this is mine. Which is why sometimes we see problem dogs pee on their owner's leg. <gasps> yeah. More often that's than amazing. not. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So that should be something that people should be aware of. And another reason to keep them unleashed for a while. And just because the resident dog may have never leg lifted or urinated in the house doesn't mean when the new dog comes in that it won't happen. 
So And that's the, the case. These two boys, mm-hmm. they're what, six and ten? Yeah. So uh, this is the first time. And it's been because of the introduction of the new young female. Right. Mm-hmm. So whether it was just her introduction or the fact that she wasn't house trained enough, whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of dynamics well, going on. Her, her introduction, plus she's a female, plus she wasn't house trained. Right. And it's got those Y chromosomes strutting their stuff. <laughs> or so, so they ma- think. So that can happen. You know, oh, this yeah. is one person introducing another dog. But if you add in a whole another family and, and other people as well, there's a lot going on for the dogs to take in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So things may, habits may change. Yes. Under stress. Now let's talk about uh, being careful with resources. <laughs> my bone. Yes. My toy. This is my toy box and all my toys. And you may be the new dog and I may like you, but don't you touch my toys. Toys may have to go away for a while. Be- or if you get bone, put it in their crate until they have their alone time with yeah. it. But another thing on like that is their food. Oh, yeah. People may think, oh, let's feed them close. They'll get to know each other better because they'll be distracted by the food. Yeah. No. <laughs> new dog eats in her crate or eats in the room, has her toy in the room with the door closed or in the crate with the door closed. Let's not set them up to have skirmishes. And if there are special toys that the resident dog really likes, maybe those go in mom and dad's bedroom with the door closed. And they stay there where they're and, safe. And they right. stay there where they're safe. Yeah. The rules, life isn't changing just for the new dog coming in, but it's got to change for both dogs to keep everybody safe. My southern grandmother had this thing about a room full of porcupines. <laughs> and if everybody was bristling, nobody got was happy. <laughs> I don't quite remember the book. Your southern grandma came up with a lot of things. The people are a lot like porcupines. We can only get close if we keep our quills down. Thank you, Forrest. Yeah. I don't know. And under any kind of stress, our quills start coming up. Yeah. And that pushes us further away from each other, makes each other a little pokier and, and a little more painful to be around. And that's whole, that's going to hold true for your dogs, too. Yeah. So be kind to them. I think one of the biggest things that we need to stress on this podcast for anyone in this situation is be proactive rather than reactive. If the dogs are already fighting and hurting themselves, hurting each other, it's already too late. Then you're in the case of where this family was, where they have to build two runs. Yes. Mm-hmm. On opposite sides of the house, so the dogs can't see each other and keep taunting each other. Yes. And then there's a system of who gets to get out. Well, there's actually almost three runs, because they can't allow the free dog to go up to the run of the other dog. Oh, gee. Crazy. Right? So they got to run, and then a gate before the run. Yeah. On each side of the house. And they get their time out in the backyard. So they never introduced each other at the very beginning. Prior to anybody moving in with anyone, right. there wasn't any, let's, there wasn't any, let's it was see. It just throw them in ha- together. Oh, you would. And there were two. So that's why we suggest the meeting yep. beforehand, before yep. any mm-hmm. moving is happening, before any of that. If your dogs are pulling at the end and want to kill each other at that very first second, I'm thinking no. <laughs> and that's <laughs> they what really they said. They were fine the first month. Okay. <laughs> but now this is... Four months they've been living there, and for the last three months, the dogs have been trying to kill each other. Well, there were two months they weren't, but that's because they were both in bandages. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So now we're four months down the road. The dogs now have grudges on each side, and how do we make them get along? 
it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. Yeah. Now, from now on, it's management. Yeah. yeah. Now, they could have, might have ended up having to do this from the beginning, but mm-hmm. they could have saved themselves vet bills. Right. And pain and injury right. for the dogs. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Um, by knowing ahead of time, these two are not going to get along. Let's figure out a way to help them coexist. Right. Without right. being next to each other. Being proactive rather than reactive. Think about, not necessarily worst case scenario, but how to introduce them, how to manage the situation, taking into account that, you know, the resident dog's home is being invaded, his life's been pretty good, and now there's a new dog he may or may not want there. And so let's manage the situation wisely from the very beginning. But, you know, if you also consider a lot of these families or divorced people may have children that come to visit. Yeah. Now, does one of the dogs may not like children, mm-hmm. may not like toddlers, may tolerate teenagers. There's yeah. so much there, too. A lot of management also. During a time when the people themselves are usually stressed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough, people. But do your best to set your dogs up to succeed so that's one less stress. Exactly. It's even worse if the dogs are fighting and the people start pointing fingers at each other. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pretty serious topic for us this My time. My goodness, yeah. <laughs> but it's reality. It's nice. reality, and we've gotten a lot of calls and a lot of situations, both behavior consultations and private training, that this has been a part of, whether it's been a child and his family going back to his parents whether it's a divorce situation, whether it's roommates. You know, in in these economic times, a lot of people do share homes. We won't even go into cats, rabbits, and other critters in this podcast. (laughs) So that'll be the subject of another one. (laughs) All right. Well, if there's anything we, we need to tell you from this is be proactive rather than reactive. Work on the situation ahead of time. Set your dog up to, uh, to, to succeed. Let me say that again. Set your dog up to succeed. That would be our motto around yes. here. Yes. <laughs> and on that oh, note, we'll bye. talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>